Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about the Walking Dead series. We're going to cover the finale, the best moments, the spinoffs, and so much more. We're also going to talk a bit about The Last of Us. And we'll have some TV and movie recommendations. Sam is joining me today. Hi, Sam. How are you? Happy Valentine's Day, Diana. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Happy Valentine's Day to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to be talking about The Walking Dead, The Last of Us, or both apocalyptic series. So it made me think about apocalyptic movies. So I thought that would be a great question of the day. So I would love to know, what is one of your favorite apocalyptic movies? So when I saw this question, it made me think, and I'm, I love apocalyptic movies and post-apocalyptic things. I think I'm not really sure what that says about me because I don't, <laughs> you know, but I had to think about the first one that I can really remember watching and really enjoying was the original, um, the Resident Evil movie from 2002. I have like very like fond memories of going with my family to see it. And then like we watch it in our house like a lot. And yeah, I just, I, I really enjoyed it. So I think it like, it holds a special place in my heart. How about you though? You know, by the way, my husband loves all of those. Those are like his favorite. Just oh. FYI. Yeah. Has he watched the TV show? He does not. So it's it's a watch. We'll say that. Um, we had fun watching it, but I wouldn't say it is the best thing on television, but mm -hmm. I had fun. So yeah. I, I would recommend it. <laughs> yeah. He's actually a movies person. He'd rather mm. watch a movie because he wants something to end. I get that. <laughs> you know, and just have that. So, uh, of course, he does watch The Walking Dead, but he has not been so inclined to watch that show. But he loves all the movies. And for me, one of my favorite is I Am Legend. Mm. I just, I love uh, that movie. You know, Will Smith playing this scientist, Robert Neville, who is a survivor. This man just living on his own. It's With his dog, though. Oh, I know. I know mm. with his dog, thank goodness, because he I, I can't even imagine what it would have been like without his dog. It's it's with other shows that we see, there's a group of people, right? Yep. But here it's just him it's and him. his dog. And I think that says a lot for Will Smith. And this was a while back. I think it was Oh four. Yeah, it was like in the early two thousands, I think. The early aughts. And for him to carry this movie. Because it's just him talking to himself or talking to the dog. That says a lot about his acting chops. So 2007. Oh, 2007. My goodness. I thought it was earlier. Yeah. But I just love it. That is one of my favorite apocalyptic movies. So friends out there, let us know what is your favorite apocalyptic movie. You can reach out to us at Screens in Focus on Twitter or Instagram. You can also go to our website, screensinfocus.com, and or email me at screensinfocus at gmail.com, because I do, I really want to know, and I want you to share it with me. The links are in the show notes. Okay, let's get to The Walking Dead. 
And yes, we are revisiting The Walking Dead. It's been a couple of months since it ended. But, you know, I reached out to you and I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, do you want to do kind of a retrospective on the past 11 seasons? And you're all, yes, I'm in. Let's do it. So couldn't wait. (laughs) Yeah. So the show, it's lasted for 11 seasons, 12 years. It began October 31st, 2010 and ended November 20th, 2022. And I watched the series when it premiered. And to be honest, I wasn't a zombie watcher. I didn't really watch zombie TV movies or shows, although there really wasn't that many shows back then. Because just I think I had trouble getting over people eating humans. (laughs) I thought, I don't (laughs) want to watch this. But what I realized in watching the show, it was so much more than that. It was about humanity and hope and Also despair and these characters, and I was just completely hooked. And I have watched all through the years, and I have never wavered in my loyalty. I know a lot of people jump ship and said, no, we're out after Glenn and Abraham were killed off, and and I'm sure throughout uh, the other seasons. But for me, it is my favorite TV show ever, and it's had a huge impact on me. It is what started me starting this podcast because I wanted to share my excitement for the show and the characters. And so I just have a a deep love for this show. But I would like to know from you, why did you tune in? And what is it about the show do you think had an impact on its audience? So I remember I was in college when The Walking Dead had come out. And Uh, At the time, Netflix wasn't a streaming service. You had to get the DVDs. And I remember hearing my friends talk about it. And I didn't have cable because I was a poor college student. And cable at the time was really expensive. And so I thought, I'll use my Netflix. It's only like a disc. If I don't like it, it's no big deal. And I was like hooked. Like the first episode has such, it is so creepy. It is so just like like suspenseful and the characters are like relatable because like this guy wakes up in a hospital bed not knowing anything's been in a coma for how long and then like you said like i really did think that the walkers would be the biggest threat but and it kind of is in the beginning because they're adjusting to the world but it it's it's humanity that is like the real villain i guess and just see how people like how quick they are to do whatever they can and then I watched it kind of alone for a few years, like when it was on Netflix, like I I really enjoyed it, but didn't have cable or just never made it a point to watch. And then I was talking with a family member and I mentioned, oh, The Walking Dead's on tomorrow, so I'm excited. And they were like, wait, you watch? And then it just became this weekly thing for like three or four years. Like my partner and I would go out and it's like an hour drive. We would drive an hour, like every Sunday we'd have dinner, hang out, watch The Walking Dead, then drive home. And I loved it. And like, I was one of those people that after the Glenn dumpster fire, I didn't stop watching, but they really like lost me for a bit. But because Mm -hmm. it was a family thing, I stuck around. And because I stuck around for that, it got better. You know, I think like Angela Kang did things to make it a lot better. And so I stayed for that. And then at the end, I was like, well, I might as well finish it out. But um, I think what The Walking Dead did well is that it 
they didn't put it in a fictional town. It's in Georgia. You know, they're outside of Atlanta. So it made it really like relatable. And then the characters aren't perfect. Like they, they do mess up. They make stupid decisions. And I think that was really, you know, I think that it really helped to have a character that you could relate to because, you know, people do eat people and that's just not relatable. And, you know, (laughs) at least it shouldn't be. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I think that it came out at a perfect time because at that time you had to wait for the next episode to come out. It wasn't something at that time that you could really binge uh, Mm -hmm. like you can now. Now you could go on Netflix and watch it. But I think something about that was also a draw besides the storytelling and the characters and there really not being any zombie uh, TV series out there, which was a huge thing also. Also that it was from a comic book, because I think there was a lot of fans there, too. So I think the timing was really crucial in making this the hit that it was. Plus, just like for me, I thought I was watching a zombie movie, and I didn't really want to watch a zombie movie. It wasn't until I figured out, no, it's about these characters. It's about the story. It's about what these people represent. So I think that has been the impact of why people watch it and love it, because I've invested in these characters. And all these memes have come out after it, which I was just, yeah, Coral. (laughs) There are certain, you know, scenes where Rick is talking to Carl, like when he finds out about Lori and they use those. uh, Yeah, you can see right now. Well, you none of you can see, but I can see right now Sam holding her head because she knows exactly what I'm talking about. If they just put all these other jokes on top of those pictures of Mm -hmm. Rick talking to Coral. Mm -hmm. And they're just hysterical. They're they're like dad jokes and all this other stuff. It's a crack up. So I'm not gonna lie, though, my family, like my household, we do not say Carl. It is Coral. Like if we (laughs) like if we think about it, like if we know we're gonna say the word Carl. Yeah, which doesn't come up often. But like, or if it sounds close to Carl or Coral, we say it like, it's changed our household. <laughs> <laughs> See? It's, it's, like, it's, just, it's just so it's silly. Only- and like, I think for that moment, it is such a heartbreaking scene. Like, Rick has just found out his wife is dead and his son had to kill her. Yeah. And then he says, Coral. And it, it's just, you know, oh, so good. I'm, I'm sure Andrew Lincoln doesn't like it anymore because i'm sure everyone walks up to him and says it and i know that's so probably true Mm -hmm. oh my gosh all right we're going to talk about the finale before we dig into our favorite moments that we we just loved within love and seasons because you and i haven't really talked about the finale too much so we did cover this in a podcast it's episode 178 and i will have it in um, the show notes but i just re-watched it again and i was reminded how I had said previously, I was exhausted because even though I knew certain characters were going to live, I was still freaking out. I don't know what it is about how they filmed The Walking Dead. Even though I know someone is surviving, I'm still scared. They can do that. That's how good it is. And so I was feeling the pressure, the intensity in watching Mm -hmm. the finale. It really... um, I was just reminded, rewatching it again. So I want to know what stood out to you 
And I also want to know if you were satisfied with how it ended. So I also rewatched it on Saturday. And I, as far, I mean, I'm not as high on it as you are, I will be honest. And on a second watch, I I still enjoyed it, but I was a little underwhelmed. Like, I was reminded of how I wasn't afraid for half the characters because they announced all the spinoffs, like, beforehand, yeah. which has nothing to do with the show itself. It is, the like, the people in charge. So I feel bad that it's taking away from the show because that's not fair. I, I think it also wrapped up a little too neatly. I think the drama behind the comic book creators and AMC like really spoiled things. And that's just, it's a real shame because the show itself, like the episode was, it had the, it had everything. It was intense. It was, you know, people died. There was tragedy. There was trauma and they chose kind of wrong moments sometimes. Like they had a, they had a really dramatic scene that was meant to like draw tears. And I don't even remember the guy's name. I can tell you one character that naughty nope that that's her actress name. I don't even uh. know like her character name. And it's just like they focus such a heavy scene on characters that hadn't been around all that much or like were not good characters, like not likable because of what their characters were doing. And so that was like a letdown. But I mean, so but there were things that I enjoyed. I really enjoyed all the parallels between the first like the first episode and even like the episodes in the season and then, then the final episode. Daryl locked Judith in the room like Shane did with with Rick. The walkers trying to get into the front of the hospital, uh, like in the department store. And I think even a walker then had a rock in its hand. Uh, the guts being used to walk through the huge crowd, like in the episode where they walked, you know, um, uh, called guts where um where Glenn got to drive that really cool car. Um, yeah. The group being stuck in the ambulance, like Rick being stuck in the tank and then uh, getting help and then them having to climb up on um, like a, a fire escape or like a ladder. Like I think uh, Glenn and Rick had to do that as well. And I think a walker tried going up after them. So there were really nice parallels. And I like the variant stuff. But like I said in the episode before, I wish they would have brought that up like earlier, not in the spinoffs. They should have done more throughout the like the like whole season instead of like the final three episodes are introducing this thing because that that is really intense. That is terrifying. Now they have this whole new threat that there's walkers that can open doors and not quite use guns, but they like have a weapon. And uh, uh, on like on the second watch, I didn't I didn't worry for any of the characters that didn't get spinoffs, but could have died. I was like, what if they care off Carol because she's not part of the Daryl show now? But so I was like, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> what about you, though? Well, like I said, I was exhausted because and uh, I already knew people were going to live, but I just thought the scene in the beginning with Daryl and Carol and Judith and just running through that hospital with the walkers mm -hmm. at their heels, I was kind of scared. And then with Rosita, that part... Uh, she was so badass. And I watched it again, you know, her falling into that crowd of walkers. And I was trying to see if I could see when she got bit, but of course they're yeah. not showing that part. <laughs> but I guess for me, the emotional part is what drives it for me always. And so that part between Eugene and her, when he comes over to her, he kind of already knows. He's watching her watch the the baby Coco 
And, you know, he says something to the effect, like he already kind of suspects something. Mm -hmm. And then she confirms it, basically, without them really saying very much. She tells Eugene to pull his shit together. I'm still right here. Oh, and mm-hmm. my tears. And I've seen it four times already, right? And the tears started to stream down my face. Mm-hmm. And then Eugene's saying, um, I love you so much. And then he, she says, you know, don't tell anybody right now. I'm, I'm waiting to tell people. And then he has to go back and, you know, sit. I don't know. <laughs> and, and just pretend like he doesn't know. And so that was really heartbreaking to me. Also, another one of my favorite moments in this was the conversation between Maggie and Negan. Because I really do think that that was probably, out of the whole finale, that was done perfectly for me. It really was. I can't imagine a better conversation between those two because for him, he was so heartfelt. He meant it. He got it. He finally said, you know, with him experiencing that same thing that she did with being on his knees, trying to save his family, his wife is pregnant. So he's in the same exact position that she was. And for Mm -hmm. him to say, I realize, you know, what, what you lost at my hands. And for her to say, thank you. I now know I can't forgive you. Oh, gosh, it was so perfect. But I think the way she delivered it, she wasn't... um, Her delivery was perfect, too, because she was telling... She was being very vulnerable and telling him the truth. Like, she was accepting him as being a part of that group, but saying, look, if I can't look at you, it's because of this. So she says, you've earned your place with us. Mm -hmm. which I appreciated that she said that. And so I felt like she accepted him, but, and also I appreciate when she said, I don't want my son to see basically like someone has a hold on me that someone Mm -hmm. can, can, you know, really bring out the worst in me. She doesn't want that. So she's going to try to change and not living with, all of that and everything that mm-hmm. she's feeling. But but when she said, you know, if I do see you and I walk away, it's because I don't I don't want to have those memories of Glenn in that way. And this is everything that she said about Glenn. Of course, I love Glenn. So for her to say all that stuff was just like so moving to me. And so I felt that the writers really knew how to write the scenes between those two. And I thought it was just really well done course, yes, I cried during that too. So <laughs> those were the the really pivotal moments for me. I loved how also Mercer and Ezekiel teamed up, got everybody, you know, together. And it was basically, we're taking another stand again, because this is what we do. We're, we're really good at this. And we're going to fight against the enemy. We're going to be here. We want to save this place. It's worth it. And so I love those moments. Also, I thought it was just really that part of it was really well done. Now, the first couple times that I watched it, I really appreciated the Rick and Michonne aspect of it. But when I watched it this last time, it was a little bit clunky <laughs> how they put it in there. I think it needed to be in there because of the spinoffs and we needed to see where it was. But I don't know. I think it could have been done maybe a little bit differently than how they did it. Although I did like how they showcased all the people that have come before them that are gone or mm-hmm. that have had a huge impact on the show. 
So I loved seeing as Rick was talking about all of them. But then they switched back to uh, Judith and RJ. So that part just felt a little clunky to me, I would mm-hmm. say. But all in all, I did appreciate the finale because I love the show. So of course I'm going to appreciate it. All right. So the Walking Dead series, 11 seasons, there's a lot of heroic and badass moments. So I want to know from you, what are some of your favorites? So the first thing that popped into my head was when Rick bit that man's throat. Um, And then I started thinking about all the things that Rick would do because he was he was a very heroic character, like heroic person. And I would always joke with my family that if you knew he was sweaty, he was doing like a heroic (laughs) thing. didn't matter what it was. That man was always sweaty. And then when you think about like the times that Rick couldn't be, because there were times where Rick was, you know, chasing Lori in the jail and stuff. Carol had to step up. Carol has so many moments where she's just this heroic badass. And why I think she's not this, like, like, she's not an imposing force when you look at her, like, just at, like, face value. But that is a resourceful human, and she will just, she watches because she knows people are going to underestimate her, and that is what I love about her. Like, she will, she she's quick to think on her feet, she uses the things around her, she keeps really cool under pressure, like... In one of the episodes when the uh, Pamela Milton's people were coming to uh, take the kids or do something or other, and Carol, like, saw them, recognized that they were not good, like, got the kids to wherever she needed to go, and she was, like, ready within, like, a minute. And, like, most people, myself included, would be like, uh, we gotta, and then at that point I'm caught. And you can't, when it comes to Carol, you can't not think of her better half, our man Daryl. He is, like, such a badass. He, that time he took out that tank in Alexandria and a whole bunch of other, like, things. What I loved the most about the finale was a princess. She finally showed up in her princess outfit. (laughs) She had her gun. Like, she, like, took down some people. She jumped into Mercer's arms, which wouldn't we all like that? (laughs) I just love them together. Yeah. (sighs) And Aaron, he's such a great character. Ross Marquand doesn't get enough credit, I think. He is... His character is just so badass to, like, go out in the world, like, alone and try to bring back people. Now, now I know he did it in a safe way where he would, like, scope out the people, see if they were, you know, do whatever. But I can't even imagine. And then Rosita, she was always a badass character. But I think when she got more of a storyline, then she became, like, a this heroic badass character. Like, I can't imagine having an infant, like, strapped to my chest trying to scale a wall. And then take out walkers, and like while you're doing that, and the baby is just like asleep or what? She's, <laughs> yeah, right. she's probably crying at that point. But you know, and then um, Ezekiel because he tamed a tiger. Like this man's like the apocalypse isn't dangerous enough. Let me go find a tiger to tame. And I just I love him too because he's this heroic badass, but not in like a violent way. He's like right. diplomatic, and he will mm-hmm. talk you down. And that also takes some guts and things like that. And then I know Morgan hasn't been on the show in a little bit, but he shoved his fist in like a man's torso. And I don't know if the guy had like a cut or something. He definitely like did some things when he was in like the bad Morgan phase where he wasn't, I think he was clearing. I don't know. But Morgan was a badass as well. You know, he had that whole town rigged and then had the the bravery to leave it 
which is, you know, also great. But how about you? Anything from oh any of the episodes? I love all those points that you brought up because some of them are ones that are so true and accurate, but I would not have thought about it. I would not have thought about Aaron. You know, yes, Ezekiel, I just had mentioned how brave he was to want mm. to rebuild this community with Mercer, but I just wouldn't have thought to bring him up. So I feel like you brought up a lot of really good people. Oh, remember yeah. earlier when you said you asked me if I if I had something to say and I couldn't remember? Yeah. I remembered. So The Walking Dead is one of the first TV shows that made me care so much about a character that I cried. Aww. It was the first time. I mean, I guess. Cause what I, was but, it? What was the moment? Oh, my gosh. Do you know? I'm trying to think. It was probably, honestly, it was probably early on in season one um, when Jim predicted all the attacks and stuff, was digging those graves, and then he got bit, and then he made the brave choice to, like, leave. I remember just being like, that must be so terrifying knowing that you're going to die. And rather than be with people that, you know, that you like and trust, you know, all that stuff, you choose to go alone because you're a risk to them and you don't know what's going to happen. And that made me cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Oh, mm -hmm. my goodness. Yep. So for me, the badass moments are there's a lot of them with Carol. And of mm -hmm. course, I cannot not mention when she blew up Terminus, because that was probably one of the most badass moments of The Walking Dead. We were just about to see all of our group, all their blood taken out of them as they're, you know, the guys are ready to do it, cutting their necks and everything. Mm -hmm. And they're all tied up. And I, I just remember watching that episode and we had no idea how they were going to get out of that because we didn't even think about where Carol was or what she was doing. We, we didn't even know she was capable of that. No, I think that might've been one of the first times that she really did something like this. So I just think that that was such a cool scene, how she did that. It was great. It was one of the best moments. And she has other fantastic moments that stand out to me, too. Because she's always... She's just she's always thinking. Yeah. She's she planning. Is. She's always thinking, always planning. Oh, and she does it, like you said, in that unassuming manner, which is so great. Like when I when she had gotten attacked on the road, I think, and she walked, she ended up at um at the kingdom, and she first meets Ezekiel, and she's pretending pretending to be this like frail woman, like so meek. And meanwhile, she's like like stealing stuff already, and you're like Carol. <laughs> I may have yes. I, I may have conflated two things, but she definitely was pretending to be like way sicker than she was, and I think Ezekiel was like, mm. I think he was onto her shit like immediately. <laughs> Which is why they were perfect together. Yes. You call her on her stuff. So true. <laughs> also Michonne. I mean, she was so good with that katana and just, you know, walking around with these walkers as her pets and walker deterrents. I mean, she was the first one that we saw with that, right? Cutting out their jaws mm -hmm. to be walker deterrents and just thinking to do that. And she's had a lot of badass moments. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking about when she met up with the governor and she went into the room and she saw the heads and she thought she's, there was a little girl inside the, um, in the closet mm -hmm. there and comes to find out that 
no, the governor was keeping his zombie daughter there. And uh, he comes in, and then she ends up killing the his daughter. And, of course, mm-hmm. he freaks out, and they get in a big old fight. That's when she gets the, the glass and gets his mm-hmm. eye. <laughs> oh, my God, that moment. And then also, at the end, being the one to... Doesn't she stab him, the governor? You know what? I was trying to think of that. I think he's dying, and then Tara's sister comes and I think shoots him. That was the the ending. Who's Tara's sister? So t- the one that had the daughter when uh, the governor was Tara's trying sister- to. Oh, her sister! I completely forgot about her. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, because they were calling him like John or something. Yeah, they were calling him. Oh gosh! Now that name's going to kill me. What Sorry. That name was. <laughs> Yes, but all of that. She's the one who comes and because her daughter ends up getting eaten by the walkers. And so she comes Mm -hmm. carrying her and then she sees everything that's happened and Mm -hmm. who he is. And so she shoots him. But before that, it was Michonne that got to him. So there's just so many moments with Michonne that she is just so badass. I think just from like the moment she stepped on like onto the screen, like she saves Andrea by like decapitating those walkers then she's just like shadow like so good she is i was so excited to see her exactly me too Mm -hmm. and uh with rick of course rick is at the top of my list because to me (laughs) everything he does is just so heroic i just love him and i love when he's running (laughs) he's he's always running really fast and he's got his hand at his hip by his gun i Mm -hmm. love to watch him run i do well, because, you know, he's going to, like, handle things. He's yeah, he ready, is, you know? and he's quick. He's good at it. Yes. And for me, the same thing, when he bit out Joe the Claimer's neck, that was, oh, that was so bad ass. It's like, no, you got me all tied up. I'm going to use what I can to get back at you, especially after what you're doing to my son and, yeah. you know, Michonne and Daryl and everybody else. So My family doesn't really, like, swear at all, and I, I do. And but when I'm around them, I I don't really say anything. But at that moment, I was like, ah, and I may have like something may have come out, and I might have been like, I am sorry. And they were like, we get it, because it was just so unexpected. We were like, what the, you know, hell. Yeah. I'm sure is what I, hopefully said. I don't remember now. It's been years, but yeah, I, I know. Like, Any oh, and Great. if a TV show can get you to like audibly gasp or say something then you know it's really good you know i know yeah and then daryl you had talked about a little bit about Mm -hmm. daryl but there's so many moments with daryl so many and just him riding his bike (laughs) that's badass in itself and uh you know yeah the grenade launcher and just all kinds of things when he's fighting at the prison against the governor and just the grenades and everything that he uses that he can get his hands on. And uh, when he kills Dawn, who had just killed Beth, mm-hmm. and she she looks up to say, it's kind of in slow motion, she looks up to say, I didn't mean to. And he just steps out and just mm-hmm. shoots her point blank. Man, there's just so many moments. Oh, and then fighting Beta. He's fighting yep. this huge man beast. He had help, though, at the end. Negan helped him. Yeah. Oh, well, then, but he had a, a physical fight with him earlier mm-hmm. on when they were in that area with the elevator oh, that's and all right. that. Yeah. Yeah. When he, like, tossed a beta into the elevator shaft. Yes. All of that. When he fought him then. And then, yes, then he's that's the right. one. I forgot about that. Got him with the two knives down in his mask. 
That was so, so like nerve wracking. That whole fight, because like Ryan Hurst is like six foot five, nor an enormous man. Norman Reedus isn't small, but anyone's small compared to six foot five, yes. you know? Yes. So he totally. has to be like quick, like a like a wildcat, you know? Yeah. yeah. And oh, the so fact good. he's badass because he can always infiltrate all these groups. Yeah. Always. He can always do it. He's so good at it. So, yeah. And then every turn, our group, when they bond together, they are just so heroic together, even though it feels like the odds are against them. But they're like, you know what? We have to stand together. We have to fight. We have to figure it out. They don't just like run off. They're like, no, we, we're standing together. We're going to do it. So that's totally badass to me, too. Mm -hmm. And also, you had already mentioned Rosita, but uh, I just think that she especially shined this whole last whole season. Mm -hmm. Just everything that she did. Um, you know, having a, a child kind of changes you, too, because you're not just living for yourself, you're living for someone else. So I'm just really glad how her character, she was already heroic, she was already badass, but I just... yeah feel it was more it was spotlighted and um highlighted in this last season so ooh, this might be a question that you may not be able to answer do we know who took her baby was it uh eugene and his lady friend no i i we saw i thought we saw the, um she was a little like older she was a little girl she was with father gabriel oh i forgot about father gabe and rosita being together i'm sorry i completely forgot <laughs> Yeah, I think we saw her. We didn't even talk about Father Gabriel. He totally oh, turned he's into another a badass. Uh, he really did. Yeah, he was this coward when we met him. And then it's like, what? Mm -hmm. Wait, and I do have to say, Judith is a little badass in herself, too, oh, right? For being such yeah. a little girl and everything that she's done. And wow, so sorry. I'm, I'm so glad that... Uh, <laughs> Took a moment to transition to our next uh, segment of mm -hmm. uh, the most shocking moments or the biggest betrayals that we saw. So tell me some of uh, what stood out to you in that regard. So I have a couple that are actual betrayals. And then I have two that are quote unquote betrayals that are just kind of like what they're my opinions. I think it's like a joke. Um, so I think Maggie wanting to betray rick was shocking oh, to me i yeah i thought you know she had just kind of grown up with him they'd grown together and they had this group and like i know it wasn't what she wanted but like i just was shocked that she couldn't see that it was the best for the group you know and then i would have and then she got uh she got she had two people on her side wasn't it uh wasn't it Daryl uh, and um, and Jesus? Wasn't he on? Were they both on, on like her side? I don't know if it was Daryl. What he wasn't? I think it, he I do, did. I do remember. I'm I'm not a hundred percent, but I think you're right about Jesus, though. And because I remember uh, being very surprised that he like that 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 they both would do it. But I might be. I'm, yeah. that, I might be completely wrong on that. I thought like. Shane attempting to kill Rick was I thought he would leave more than he would kill Rick like I thought he would like wander off and you know and do like the lone wolf thing or something but I guess it really wasn't in his character but can you imagine if Shane had found like Negan or had his own group like what if like we rolled into season six and it's Negan with him is like his like uh, uh instead of Dwight 
or, you know, like his like right hand man or whatever. That would have been fascinating because I love both those actors. So I would watch it in a heartbeat. And then Negan being able to infiltrate the the whispers at the behest of Carol was unexpected. I, I was shocked that Negan would, and then I was also shocked at how far Negan would go to accomplish his task of infiltrating. Like he slept with <laughs> Alpha and yeah. that was just gross. <laughs> it was. Which, I mean, oh, whatever, but also, like, I was like, she hasn't bathed in forever, and I thought, jokingly, that Maggie should forgive him just because of that, because of how far <laughs> he went. Um, And, like, I thought a very suspicious person, like, when it comes to TV shows and movies, like, I'm always trying to figure out the surprise and if anyone's connected and things like that. So I thought that maybe Negan was just doing it on his own. Like, I didn't think he really, like, wanted to become a Whisperer. So when it was Carol at the end, like, about time or something, I was like, what? Carol, yay! And then I was all excited. I was like, oh, of course it was Carol. I know, right? (laughs) And then I think in terms of, like, the best betrayal, I think Mercer being on our side at the very end was, like, so good. I was not prepared to hate him. I yeah. wasn't prepared to watch him watch – to not be on our group side and for him and Princess to, like, break up. Or, you know, just, like, not be together. And then my joking betrayal was uh, when they let Coral name his sister after, like, his third-grade teacher. I was like, what? Like, what? Like, how about Lori or something in, like, memoriam of, like, someone who's died, not – his third grade teacher. Yeah. So that, yeah, those were all the betrayals that I, I thought of, um, like in the moment. And do, I wonder if any of them, if any of mine will intersect with yours or connect with mine. Uh, possibly. Well, mm-hmm. yes, I'm sure one of them will. Uh, so for <laughs> thinking back, I think, well, this is a shocking moment. I think it was shocking when Sophia came out of that barn. I thought that that was super pivotal for everybody. And I love that scene. I love seeing everybody's face. I think that is when, to me... I'm sure I cried. (laughs) uh, Daryl and Carol, I think that just something did that for them and their relationship. It just solidified for me the relationship Mm -hmm. between those two. And just seeing everybody's reaction, I just thought it was so well done. I don't think any of us expected that. It was uh, it was good. It was really good. Uh, also, that it was Carol that had in- killed the infected people back at the prison, and that Rick banished her. I was really shocked at both of those two things. I was shocked that Lizzie killed her sister, and then oh, yeah. Carol, yeah, and then Carol having to kill Lizzie. Uh, that was really. A difficult moment for her. Somebody that she was, she really did love kids and taking them under her wing and showing them the way. But mm-hmm. uh, it's like, oh no, she had to get rid of her at that point. Of course, when shocking again, when Negan killed Glenn and Abraham. And that is my least watched episode, by the way. I can't watch that episode. I. And if we get to the moment, I have to like fast forward mm-hmm. on it. I just can't take it. I just can't. So, and Carl, two times with Carl when he got his eye shot out and also when he died. 
I did not know he would die because he didn't die in the comic books. And so mm -hmm. I think I was really shocked that and that he died of a bite and that it was trying to save Sadiq. And so I was surprised about that. And uh, also when Rick survives, because we didn't know at that point that he was going to survive, we knew he was leaving the show. And I thought, what are they going to do with him? They're going to kill him. And I was like, dreading it, dreading it, dreading it. So that was mm -hmm. actually a happy surprise for me <laughs> that he ends up living. Oh, yes, he's not dead. Um, another uh, shock was Jesus being killed. I wasn't expecting oh. that either. That such you know, a creepy this, scene, though. Yeah, so good. No, yeah, I had no idea that was going to happen and that he was going to get killed. A betrayal that I was shocked about, I had no idea, was that when Dante killed Sadiq. That was shocking. I was like, what? But then here comes Rosita in her badass moment, mm -hmm. you know, fighting with him. And then um, the one that one of yours, too, is Mercer. And that was, mm -hmm. I knew he, I knew he was going to, I just didn't know when he was going to flip. And so I thought that was the best uh betrayal for our group so it was i mean we saw eugene do it too but i knew eugene was gonna flip and also dwight dwight did the same thing with negan so oh, yeah. there was a couple of betrayals in there of um but do you think that eugene actually like intended to like join the whispers or was he just you mean the, you own... mean the saviors the saviors yes yeah sorry um yeah the saviors because i i always thought no, he was gonna i didn't think so no me either i thought he was gonna go i thought he was going over there to like to like do like a sabotage yeah that's what okay. i thought too mm -hmm. that's what i thought that's what i thought I but i don't think that's go ahead go ahead no what were you gonna say you don't think it's what i think when my family and i watched it i'm fairly certain that they were all like surprised or, like, not entirely sure, and then at the end when he, like, when the bullets don't work because he, like, fixed the, or, you know, like, he, like, ripped yeah. it or whatever, they were like, oh. Yeah. Well, I kept waiting. I didn't know it, but mm -hmm. I sus highly suspected it. I thought, he's not going to go against his group. I know he was somewhat cowardly on some things, but I thought, he has, you know, he saved Tara early on when uh, she was going to be attacked by the walkers and he mm -hmm. took her in that room and i thought you know he has inklings of being a good guy he's just afraid mm -hmm. and so i thought he's not gonna abandon this group i really didn't think so i really thought he was gonna flip and thank god he did mm -hmm. okay so let's go to we've talked about badass moments we've talked about betrayals and shocking moments okay what were some heartbreaking moments or ones that moved you Oh, there are so, so many. I talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, but when when Jim stayed behind after being bit, that was the first time where I was like, oh, okay, we're going to go there. Like, this isn't just going to be, you know, like, sad zombie, you know, people being eaten by zombie moments. It's really going to be like, because, like, I thought Jim was going to be around for a while. I was like, he's only been in four episodes. What do you mean he's, like, done now? And then... Later on, uh, when Herschel was killed, um, I was very close with my dad. My dad has since passed. And, like, it, it didn't even take him passing for me to be sad. And now I can't watch that because it will make me, like, really, really sad. Mm. Um, 
And then I liked how Judith eventually, like, was able to soften um, a lot of people, but mostly uh, her uncle Daryl, and made him, like, you know, like, a father figure. And I think that was the perfect thing for him to... Because he was probably always in, like, survival mode, and he still had to be with her, but he could be, like, a little softer, and that just makes my heart melt. And then uh, Rick being reunited with his family, like, right out, like in, like, the second episode, I think. Like, can you imagine thinking, one, you wake up in this hospital bed, you're alone, you're, you don't know where your family is, if they're even alive, then you find all of them. And just, like, oh, the relief and just, like, oh, just moved me. And then it was heartbreaking when Father of Rosita's baby, Sadiq, is killed by Dante. Um, that that made me really sad because Carl died trying to save a Sadiq. And I just thought, like, it wasn't for nothing. But, like, can't anyone just catch a break? And in The Walking Dead, no, they can't. Yeah. But it is slightly redeemed because I looked it up. Uh, and Michael uh, Cudlitz, uh, who was Abraham, he directed that episode. So... Maybe I don't, it's not as, it's kind of like a silver lining, I guess. Yeah. Um, And then Alden, he died in that church alone. Like, it seems so like, I mean, because that's what happens in real life. Like, not everything's going to have like a super, you know, like warm, like he's he's still going to die, but people die alone. And that just, for me, is just heartbreaking. I was was hoping that Alden would turn into something, especially after, uh, Enid had died because that was so sad because they were so cute. And he was, I think, kind of becoming like a a blacksmith, I think. So it would have been nice, to, you know, to see him become a full blacksmith and see like what else he had done. And then, of course, I have to have a little joke. Um, I never <laughs> got to we never got to see um, what Beta looked like underneath of, of that mask, you know, because like Daryl and Negan did a, a number on it and then the walkers ate it. But Ryan Hurst is a good-looking individual, and I would have liked to have seen it. It makes me sad. Yeah. Those are good ones. <laughs> I love that. So for me, the heartbreaking moments are, and we've talked about this because it was the meme, Rick's reaction to mm-hmm. Carl coming out and Maggie holding the baby. Oh, my gosh. Just, it was so good. It was a really moving reaction to what had ha- mm-hmm. just happened. So, uh also I agree with you with Herschel. I that part, oh, mm-hmm. just his the little smile on his face. He was so happy that Rick was doing and saying what he would have wanted him to say, you mm-hmm. know, for him to try to get them to work together so that there would be no more bloodshed. And so I just love um I just felt like Herschel was proud of Rick in that moment. And then the stupid governor goes and does what he does. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought Beth dying and Daryl carrying her body and Maggie's reaction because I thought Maggie hasn't seen you in so long. You finally found Glenn. You were traveling with Bob and Sasha and mm-hmm. finally you didn't know if your sister was alive. You thought she was probably dead. And now you finally find out she's alive because that's when Daryl brings Noah mm-hmm. um, to them. And he finds out about Beth and just, just to find out that she's dead when you go to see her, just her reaction changed from, you know, happiness to being devastated that your sister yeah. is gone. Also, um, of course, Glenn's death. Oh, my gosh. That was, yeah, not good. That was probably the worst moment for me. 
I had already mentioned Carol having to kill Lizzie. Um, Carol gave just a real an Emmy worthy performance there. Mm-hmm. It was a really good episode. That whole episode was really well, well done with her and Tyrese and, and mm-hmm. the girls. So I thought that was a really good episode. So, And it was so hard for her. Um, also, the end. I had talked about the end and how moved I was with Rosita and Eugene and just their long relationship. And and he says, I wouldn't be the man that I am without you. And just it was a it was just heartfelt, you know, mm-hmm. watching those two. And there's so many deaths that affected me when Andrea died, when Tyrese died, when Sasha, you know, gave that's up a badass moment to help everybody. Sasha? Yes, that was. Uh huh. When Noah died and Glenn had to see that, that was heartbreaking. And T-Dog, I know T-Dog was a a favorite of a lot of people. So it's just a lot of the deaths of the people that we, you know, we've grown to like and care about in this series. Some good moments were when Glenn and Maggie were reunited after the prison. I just thought that was really, um, that made me so happy. And I was so glad that they found each other. And also... After Carol had blown up Terminus and the gang gets out and they're all in the woods standing there and Daryl sees her and goes and hugs her, man. And then Rick, shocked after he banished her, Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, my God, you did this. And then he basically apologizes like, I, you know, Mm -hmm. after what I had to do and you were still here helping us and saving us. And I just thought that that was a really good moment between those three. So those are my favorite moments. So as we're talking about our favorite moments of the whole Walking Dead series, we're at our segment and the award goes to. And so I would like to know what is your favorite episode or what is your favorite season or do you have a favorite character? So I have um, a couple episodes that I really liked, um, but I think the first season itself, other than Vatos, was just like pheno- like so good. Like it, um, the first episode, you're in it and it's so creepy and it's just, oh, I would not want to be there. Wildfire, when we learn like just like wildfire and TS-19, you just learn so much and it just like, it like sets up the rest of like, you know, like the rest of the show. And then I really enjoyed on the inside, which is, uh, season 11, uh, episode six. It's when those people like come out of the walls and it's like ah. a crazy, like incest family. Oh my goodness. Just so creepy and like a genuine horror show. Like just. I think I watched it with, like, the lights on, which I normally watch it in the dark or, like, you know, whatever. And I was like, no, I'm having yeah. all the lights on. I need the dog near me. Like, no, thank you. And I love the different perspective that we got that we had because of Connie and Angel being hearing impaired. Like, just so, like, it just adds to it and, like, oh, so, so good. And then I really liked the calm before uh, which uh season nine, episode 15, because it just showed how formidable the whispers could be because Alpha was able to infiltrate the communities with like, she didn't even break, she didn't even really break a sweat. Probably she just like did it. And then, you know, because of how closed off everybody was like they, everyone had this traumatic incident that happened, but instead of coming together as a community, like they normally would, they chose to like protect themselves, which then opened them up to, you know, cause I don't think 
I think that like not everyone knew what the whispers were or what Alpha looked like, and had they been communicating, they it might not have turned out that way. But like I, I, I only was able to pick those like what five or six episodes. Yeah, there's so. <laughs> it many, was hard. Yeah. It was yeah, so it hard. hard. Yeah. How about you? Well, I do think season one is amazing. I think everybody really enjoys that season. But for me, season four has always stuck out to me. It is my favorite season. When I'm watching it, I always say this is my favorite season. And I think it it's because it has my favorite, how do I want to say this? Most of my favorite episodes are in that season. Internment is episode five. The Grove is episode 14. A is episode 16. And Too Far Gone is episode eight. With Too Far Gone, which is really my favorite episode, that is unfortunately when Herschel is killed. Mm -hmm. But I also really like Internment because there's just something haunting about that episode. It's the one where Herschel is highlighted and how he tries to save everybody from this terrible virus, flu, whatever it is everybody is mm-hmm. dying from. And Glenn is feverishly sick. And it's basically like a race against time because you're waiting for the crew that went out to get medicine, which is I think is Daryl and Michonne. And I think it has someone else in that group. You're waiting for them. And then you see also Rick and Carl trying to hold up the fence because all the walkers are trying to get through. So you have all these different things happening at the same time. And it's just so well done. The music is so good. There's a song in there that plays, and I thought I would remember it at this moment because I've talked about it before, (laughs) and it's going to drive me crazy because I love the song that it plays. (laughs) What I wanted to say about that is that I love Herschel. I really love Herschel a lot. I I really miss when he uh, passed away because I really loved his influence. I loved it mm-hmm. on Rick. I think it was what balanced Rick out so many times. Unfortunately, Scott Wilson had passed away after, mm-hmm. you know, that time. And so I just think he was a great character. And those are my favorite episodes. I also really enjoyed season three, episode seven, which I was reminded by. And it was the one with Glenn and Maggie where they're held hostage. And Glenn has to fight tied to that chair. Oh, Because yeah. Merle leaves him there. And he has to, I think he has to dismantle one of the walkers and grab the femur bone or something to stab the other walker. It's just crazy. I remember thinking, see, another badass moment. And then (laughs) what Maggie has to endure that the Mm -hmm. governor making her undress and just making her feel the way he does. Oh, he was such a creep. I just thought that that was a really good episode that I really Mm -hmm. did enjoy. But characters, it's Rick, Glenn, Herschel. Those are my favorites. But of course, I love Daryl and Carol and Michonne and Judith. And I could keep going on and on and on. So that's all (laughs) I'm going to say about them. Before we wrap up this conversation on The Walking Dead, are there any other tidbits that you have? I sort of mentioned it when we were talking when we like very early on about how I love how the villains were always the people and the zombies were always still a threat, like especially early on, because you know, it's, I don't, I don't think anyone would be, except for a survivalist, would be prepared for something like this. And so yeah. you're learning how to navigate this brand new world 
figuring out is that is that my neighbor what's you know is that what's going on in there and all that kind of stuff and so i liked how after the our people figured some things out then it became other humans that were the enemy and the villain because and it doesn't seem to matter what sort of apocalypse is being dealt with humans are life ruiners we're just horrible to each other and it doesn't take you know there's like the there's like the stanford uh, prison experiment where it took people like five minutes to turn on their other people and so i like how that was kind of steady throughout the whole like you know the whole show and i as much as i enjoy the walking dead and i've watched the spinoffs and i will watch the other i've you know i've seen fear the walking dead and i'll watch the spinoffs i don't want to see a reboot or anything for quite a while i think it would be way too soon and unless they were to do some other but i guess that would just be a spinoff if they could like, I'd, I guess it wouldn't be the worst thing if they, like, did it more faithful to the comic book or, like, wanted to continue. But I don't want to see any, like, Ricks or Carls or things like that. And at the very, very end, actually, uh, upon a second watch, I noticed that Rick throws his backpack into a boat, which I think is how Michonne was able to get the backpack. Right. And I right. missed that the first time completely. But do we know where he's supposed to be? Is it, like, New York? Uh, isn't he, oh, I know where he's at and I can't think of it because it's what, (laughs) oh, you didn't see the world beyond. That's why you don't know. It's tied to the world beyond. Okay. And right now the name escapes me. (laughs) Okay. I can look it up. Yeah. So the only thing that that I want to quickly just mention is, you know, the Talking Dead started because of the Walking Dead. And it's because the Walking Dead was so popular that the Talking Dead started, which I love because it is one of my favorite shows. And I love watching people talk the Walking Dead and getting to visit all the actors and the directors and the showrunners and fans and everything else. So I just really love that the Walking Dead was able to incorporate this after show. And I love that. And I love all the strong female characters that have been on the show. There are not a lot of series or movies that really highlight so many strong Mm -hmm. women. And I love that The Walking Dead was able to do that. I know we still have a long way to go, but I feel like at least we could see women that were so strong. They didn't need anyone else to -hmm. survive. They could do it on their own. And I also love the music. Mm-hmm. I always have loved the music. Oh, and I think the name of that song that I was thinking of, I'm not absolutely sure, but I think it's Oats in the Water by Ben Howard, if that's the correct uh, song. So if anybody wants to check that out, I just love that song. To me personally, music really connects me with an episode. So if the music's oh. good, then it works even more so for me. Mm-hmm. I have something to say about that um, when we talk about um, when we're talking about um, The Last oh. of Us. Ah, okay. So. Um, I do want to say I read somewhere that The Walking Dead is shot completely on 16 millimeter film because I always wondered why it always looks so good to me compared to other shows. I, I always thought when they're outside, why does it look? I just love mm. the look that it has. And I didn't realize it was because of the way that they film it. So I just think that's very cool in itself. And the finale was titled Rest in Peace. And I think it was a throwback to when Rick, when they were all in the barn before Aaron um, got them to come with him. I think there was a moment where Rick's talking about The Walking Dead 
and mm-hmm. about his grandfather. And his grandfather would say um, he would go to war every day, but then he would rem- remind himself to rest in peace every night. And eventually his grandfather returned home, which is exactly what Rick did in the C- series finale. So it was kind of... <laughs> Um, yeah, that's nice. A call back to that. So mm-hmm. I thought that that was pretty cool. Okay, let's just quickly talk about the spinoffs. And you had kind of already talked about what you thought about them. But I just want to mm-hmm. update everybody with the spinoffs. There's uh, The Walking Dead, Dead City with Maggie and Negan. Uh, there's the Daryl Dixon set in France. And there's the Ricky Michonne spinoff. And so, and also Fear the Walking Dead, it was just announced not too long ago, that this will be the eighth and final season, and it will premiere on May 14th of this year. This will be the part one of two for the final season and part two coming later. The second segment will experience a seven-year time jump, which this is the first that I heard about it. So I I was already, my mind was blown today reading that. So mm-hmm. I thought, ooh, they're going to jump ahead seven years. That's. I wonder if all this is going to tie in the end somewhere. I'm wondering if that is why I, I just my mind that makes started, sense though yeah my wheels started turning when I read that so the Dead City is supposed to premiere in June of this year and after I believe Fear the Walking Dead and then the Daryl Dixon should be released later in this year at uh, 2023 and it's set in France like I said where Daryl gets washed up and doesn't know how he's there and Ugh. has to deal with. <laughs> and also, that is where the variant walkers I know are from. So now he has to deal with a lot. So that I'm I'm actually afraid for Daryl when he goes to this new place for him. And then Rick and Michonne, I think, has started filming this month, February 2023, and that is supposed to come out in 2024. So that is what I know about the spinoffs. Do you have any thoughts about any of those? Um, the only ones I'm probably really going to watch, I mean, I say this, I'll probably end up watching them all, but I'm really interested in the one we're going to be in France because of the variants, because that brings back another element of like spookiness and like actual like fear. That's the one I'm most curious about, I think. Um, and I just, I really just hope that for all of the spinoffs and all of the shows that it's just like a clean story and everything makes sense. Like I'm terrified how they're going to explain how Daryl got to France. Like, and I'm just not confident that we're going to get there. And I don't, I'm just afraid that that's going to ruin it. Or like, I mean, right. like for me, because that's, you know, but, and then why, how do Negan and Maggie end up in uh, NYC together? Like, she doesn't, she hates him. She just said she sometimes couldn't look at him. Does yeah. his Does his wife know? Did she get kidnapped? Is that why he's there? Like, you know, what, just like all those things. And maybe I should have a little more faith and like that they'll get there and everything will be, you know, fine. <laughs> but um, I don't really watch Fear the Walking Dead only because it's not on uh, on Hulu yet. And when it's on Hulu, then I'll catch up and watch it. Maybe just in time to watch it on AMC, like like on our cable. But I'm so far behind. I, I can't even imagine like where they are right now. <laughs> I know. They've come a long way being eight mm-hmm. seasons. I don't know when you dropped off 
watching it. So with Negan and Maggie, of course, I love them as characters. So I'm, you know, I want to see what happens. And I keep thinking something happens with their kids. And that's why they're together Mm -hmm. to go find them. Or maybe because they're the bravest and the most badass out of the group that is willing to do that. I don't really know. I am looking forward to Daryl because I'm afraid for him. And so now I want to know how he's going to survive. Like, what what is it going to take? What do these variant walkers look like? So I'm afraid. And that's why I want to see that. But Rick and Michonne, I have to see the end of their story. Because for me, The Walking Dead has not ended yet because of them. Because for me, I have to see what happens. And I wonder how that'll happen because there's only supposed to be, I think, six episodes. And I think to myself, how are you going to get back to your kids? Are they just going to write it out? Is is Michonne going to say, we're coming back to, you know, together to see you? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be that simple? Or are we actually going to see it? Because for me, I would love to see it, but I don't know that we'll get to with just six episodes. Mm-hmm. If that's really all there is, of course, we don't know because things change all the time. So I don't know. I don't know what will happen, but we shall see. So stay tuned, right? Stay tuned. (laughs) I am hoping for the best for all of them. We will see what happens. But I do say my heart misses The Walking Dead. So (laughs) I'm looking forward to any spinoffs. I understand you being hesitant Mm-hmm. on everything because I, I I feel you. I get it. I know what you mean. So I just mm-hmm. hope they don't mess up anything. There are new showrunners. So that makes a difference too. Where yeah. show, maybe it'll breathe new life into it. Maybe it won't. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Wraps up our conversation on The Walking Dead. Let's talk a little bit about The Last of Us. There's only been five episodes so far. Uh, The series is based on a video game and takes place in a world that has been destroyed by a pandemic. And we get to know Joel and Ellie, and they have to rely on each other for survival on their journey across what is left of the United States as they face challenges and a brutal environment. Like I said, there have been five episodes at this point. So what do you think of the series? Oh, my God. I love it. I love it so much. It is – I'm not a video game person at all. I don't like watching them. I don't like playing them. But in 2013, when the game had come out, my fiance was like, can you watch this like first little bit? And I was like, well, okay. So we sat down, we watched it. And I was like, that's a beautiful game. I like the story, yada, yada, yada. Didn't hear anything else about it because like, that's all he wanted to show me. And then flash forward to like almost 10 years ago um, the show's coming out and I'm like, well, we're going to watch like, and he's like, yeah, we're going to watch. So we sit down and from like moment one, just in, I cared about the characters entirely too much. The show is beautifully shot. The music is just bananas. Like talking about a scene where you listen to it and you, it evokes this emotion in episode three, that song, yeah. actually, I listened, I listened to it a whole bunch. It's so beautiful, but it's yeah. so emotional. Um, and it's just, it, it shows you, I love the parallels between the, the, the different characters and, and stuff like that. Um, episode three basically broke me, me and my fiance, we just sat there in silence for like a little Aww. bit and, to care so much about characters you met, like, 
half an hour ago just taught just shows you how great the writing in and how the acting is like nick offerman my god that's so good yeah and even they have like episodes i'm not like I don't hate the episodes or anything, but it's like a, considered a weaker episode. It still is fantastic and half is better than half of the stuff that's on a TV right now. I can't wait. I'm, I'm actually kind of sad that there's only going to be like, um, like three seasons of this. Like they're not doing any more and that makes me sad. Is there going to be three seasons? Yeah, that's ah, it. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's kind of good to know. I like that though. There are two games and then I don't know if they're going to do, there's like a, thing in the middle i don't know it's some a video game thing but it's like a, a side story so i'm so excited how about you though what do you think i am really really enjoying it didn't know what to expect i didn't i knew it was based on a video game but that's all mm-hmm. and i love these actors as it is i love pedro pascal and bella ramsey i loved them them in game of thrones and also pedro as the mandalorian I really enjoyed him there. So in the first episode, mm-hmm. uh, when there is still a world and we learn about him and his daughter, I thought that that kind of sucked you in and, you know, you got to know a little bit about him and his daughter and his brother. So I thought that that was a really good beginning. But I will say in the first two episodes, I felt a dread watching both of those and not kind of not in a good way. And I don't know if it's because of The Walking Dead. I've lived in that apocalyptic world and been immersed in that apocalyptic world. And I thought, do I want to do this again? Can I mm-hmm. do this again? It's, it's, um, it kind of could take a lot out of you in a way, which I didn't realize. Like, I didn't know I felt like that. That's just what I was experiencing watching mm-hmm. this. And I didn't know if I wanted to see a bleakness that I was being shown. So, but when we got to the third episode and it had to do with a couple, and I'm not going to give anything away for the people that haven't seen it yet, but it has to do with a couple and love through the years. And so that really sucked me in. I was 100% connected. I was scared. I was moved and I was satisfied. So it worked for me. Now, I knew that that episode wouldn't be like how all the other episodes went, mm-hmm. but I, I still feel like it It did suck me in. Of course, the music, I knew that song going in because I had, I know uh, Linda Ronstadt because I love her voice. So, oh, no, I don't. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, not that song? I don't mean that song. No, no, I don't. Oh, a different song. Yeah, no, it's, um, is it the regular music? Yeah. So, uh-huh. mm-hmm. so it's whenever he's co- he's cooking food. At, at like the very end that beautiful like it's like a piano and like a violin and it's like really sad yeah i'm i'm much more of like an instrumental that's why i like bear mercury so much because yes. he does like a lot of that but i'd never heard that song before i'm actually pretty sad that i've never really listened to her i knew it was her right because when they were at mm-hmm. the piano and and they both play it i recognize it right off because I know the song. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I love that. So I love that they played it then. And then they play it. I don't know if they play it three times or not. But then we see Joel play it also. Yep. It just the song just meant a lot to me hearing it through there. But yes, also the music, like you said, the music throughout the instrumentals, it does mean a lot. It brings so much to what we're watching, evoking different emotions. So that episode really kind of reeled me in. And yeah. 
the two episodes after that, we see the connection between Joel and Ellie, and that has grown so much, which I have appreciated so much more. So mm-hmm. I think this last episode that we saw, again, I'm not going to spoil anything from it for anybody, but I mm-hmm. think that we, we're seeing, because Joel has been hardened by mm-hmm. his experience. And so we see him, his relationship change with Ellie. And I really saw it in this last episode, and I really appreciated it. So I just, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the next episode, and it's been really good. And I know a lot of people that are watching it, and Mm -hmm. a lot of people like it. So if you have not seen it, (laughs) tune in. If you have seen it, you know what it's about. And uh, we like it here, too. So, um, okay. So that wraps up our conversation on The Walking Dead and The Last of Us. I would love to ask you what you're currently watching and if you have any TV or movie recommendations. Yeah. Um, So I've been watching uh, the TV show uh, called You on Netflix. It follows a lonely white man who murders a bunch of people. And there's, like, a good music in it. Um, it's like a trashy thing to watch that it's just really interesting. And then we watched uh, The Big Brunch, which is on HBO. And that's kind of like um, the American version of The Great British Baking Show. Just a lot of like wholesome and delicious things. And then lately for movies, I watched Dante's Peak the other day, which is on Hulu. Um, and then on Netflix, there are two documentaries. Um, one's called A Volcano the rescue from Abakari, which is about uh, a volcano thing. And then Aftershock, it's the Everest and Nepal earthquake. And both of those are just, it's, you're in awe of Mother Nature and then also horrified by what has happened and just so good. Amazing. Mm. Cool. I have watched quite a few things, but I'm going to narrow this down. For a TV show, I am watching Tulsa King. It's on Paramount+. Plus. It's with... Sylvester Stallone. I am binging it. I every episode ends with something pivotal happening. And so I can't not keep watching it. It is a Taylor Sheridan created series. And Stallone plays this New York mafia capo who is released from prison after 25 years because he was protecting the family. But when he gets out, the family (laughs) sends him to Tulsa because they're trying to just get rid of him, because things have changed in the last 25 years. And um, he decides that he needs to probably uh, get his own crew together because they're probably going to try and come and kill him. So it's just, it's crime drama, and it's really good and well done. So check that out. Also, I just saw Black Panther Wakanda Forever on Disney+. And I really <sighs> liked it. It was really good. Did you see it? Did I loved it, it so yeah. much. Yeah. I had a I sobbed like three different times. And I'm well, I am I, I guess I'm a crier, but like not in public. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So good. Yeah, it was really well done. And I loved Chadwick Boseman. And so mm-hmm. I really wondered how it was going to be handled. I thought it was handled really well. Perfectly. The best that it could be without him mm-hmm. being in it. It was just really good. I saw the movie Sick on Peacock. If you like horror slasher movies, uh, you can watch this. It was decent. Uh, mm-hmm. It's about two young women quarantined at a secluded lakeside house with an unexpected visitor. And 
it's funny because COVID is the backdrop. Once you get to the ending, I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm going to say for me personally, it, it became this little bit of a comedic twist. Oh, a little no. bit of a black comedy <laughs> for me. And so I thought, oh, I don't know if that was its intention, but it was uh, very interesting. I also watched Your Place or Mine with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher, and I actually really liked it. It got just mediocre reviews, and I thought, oh, maybe it's not going to be that good. I really liked it. Of course, I love Reese Witherspoon, and I mm -hmm. really almost like anything she's in. So I just thought it was a really cute movie. It's a little bit different, I thought. It made it sound like it was going to be very formulaic with the reviews, but mm -hmm. and maybe it is, but still, their stories are different. It's I liked it, so I, I would recommend watching that. Hmm. Okay, Sam, thank you so <laughs> much for joining me today and for being able to revisit The Walking Dead because I do love it so much. So I loved hearing everything that you had to say and um, all your recommendations and also your insights on The Last of Us. I'm excited and I can't wait for the rest of the episodes and to hear what you have to say about mm -hmm. them. I'm really excited. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. This was a ton of fun. I loved, I don't have anyone really talk about The Walking Dead with. So when I get to talk about it, I get like just more excited and I remember all the good things, and it's just, it was a ton of fun. And I really enjoyed, like, I'll probably have to check out that uh, Your Place or Mine, because I saw the reviews and thought, uh, I don't I don't know. That's what I thought, too, and I almost didn't watch, but I liked it. I also saw Shotgun Wedding, which I did wouldn't recommend right now. <laughs> it has J-Lo. Love her. If you're going to pick one, you should pick the Reese Witherspoon one. Okay. okay so. I love her. I love her more than, than a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website and follow Screens in Focus at screensinfocus.com. You can always email me at screensinfocus at gmail.com and connect with us through any of our social media at screens in focus. We'll be releasing a new episode in a couple of weeks. Next show will be on the Oscars. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.